Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, and 105.3 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. And it's a big happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends in the USA, south of the border. So, uh, you know, Millie and I extending our well wishes. Be safe if you're traveling. Eat good food and just have a lot of fun. Um Back to business, Outer Realm, fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who are probably enjoying their Thanksgiving today. Uh, they've been a part of our journey from day one. So big thank you to them. We appreciate them so very much. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, uh, for his contribution of our intro and our outro. You can check him out on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, uh, he is an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. Fantastic all year round. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis, who is responsible for the artwork here on the Outer Realm. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram. He's got a lot of uh, custom stuff, and he can pretty much do anything. His artwork is just unbelievable. So go check him out, Steve McGinnis. Tonight, we welcome... The return of Barry Fitzgerald and Brian Allen. And they're going to be picking up where they left off in the last show, <clears throat> um, which is, I guess, pretty much part two of The Deception of Gods and Men, which um, is an unbelievable book. And it's got information <clears throat> in their story that some people eat it up and some people might kind of go, come on. But you know what? It's definitely worth the read and tonight you'll be able to hear it directly from them so we are just going to wait for them to tune in and uh then we'll be able to get the show on the road so bubbles on karen and i hey. <laughs> yeah the are makeup works <laughs> how are you i'm okay i'm you know side effects of whatever they gave me but i'm yeah. i'm okay thank yeah. you how are you doing you know still sniffly but that's because uh, I saw a certain little man who just planted another one on me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it know, takes forever to go by. And then know. kids are little petri dishes, but they're so oh, cute. Yeah. They so. are. Just can't say no. It's like, oh, oh. Right, man. <laughs> my daughter was small. I was sick all the time, oh. you know, but it's yeah. okay. It's yeah, okay. What are you gonna do, right? <laughs> I was just looking at remember we had a discussion of snake rings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you asked me what does it mean for yeah. you, like in Italy and that. Mm -hmm. And I said it was like a form of protection and love and that. I didn't notice. I went to look at don't ask me why, but when things come to me, I have to do them because mm -hmm. there's a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. What I wasn't aware of that 
Queen Victoria was engaged to Prince Albert and received an entwined snake ring with an emerald, her birthstone, oh, centered nice. in its head. Nice. The ring yeah. took its inspiration from the Romans who believed the continuous snake signified everlasting love. Ooh. But the Egyptians and Sumerians believed it signified warrior and strength. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty interesting how it changes Perfect. all over the world. But yet that symbolism is in the jewelry of almost every culture has Interesting. a serpent yeah i thought so so i had to look that up because you know things drive me crazy fascinating it fascinating me, but i so, thought i'd share that yeah who's having you. turkey too bad well, we can't we're, we're technically yeah you know that's okay but if you're watching this good. michelle and i are in the chat room so if you tell us about your dinner <laughs> <laughs> I know we'll be there tonight for sure. And our guests are chiming in yes. and we are. Hello. Hello. Look what I have. Hello. And the hardcover yeah. because, you know, I'm a collector. Hard so it has yes. to be the hardcover. Are rare. The hardcover. <laughs> yes. I'm a collector. It I has to it. be hardcover. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so we are officially. You know, we're, we're, we're live in private mode for the moment, and this will be okay. to public tonight. So this this here, <clears throat> uh, you can't see it too well there. Yes, I see it perfectly. It. Okay. I'm very There's, excited. This yeah. is, you are back on January 4th, people. Mark it on your calendars to discuss Brian's new book, and that is going to be very exciting. Yeah, good stuff. That's I actually, we just have to make your, our way down your book list. <laughs> that, that is actually the DVD because Reality Entertainment offered it to them first and they decided to make a DVD of the content. And the, the, the book was obviously published separately, but that's the DVD of it. So there you go. Ooh, DVD. <laughs> that might be fun too. I have to try to find the, the, uh, the Western version though. Otherwise, it's just simply not going to work for us over here. Oh, oh no, it, it comes from the states. That came from the oh, states. Oh, the states. Okay, so yeah. it would work for us. Okay, yeah. I shall. I have, say, I have to say, Michelle, I love your decor. Oh, thank you. Your whole house is like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. People are just like, oh my god, you know, is this a beautiful background, beautiful set? I'm like, no, no, this is actually the house. So, yeah. <laughs> except me for the aliens. I mean, that's I don't have those all over the house. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. guys, welcome back. My gosh, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, I know we're, we're kind of tackling the second half of the book because it was just so much in the first half of the book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we we left off in and around screen memories. <laughs> I want to yeah. really pick right up. I'm being real diligent about this because it's, everything in here is so good. And I just want to make sure that everybody mm -hmm. gets the gist of what to expect in getting the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So who wants to go first? Body, Don't jump go. all at once now. Come on. <laughs> go on, buddy. You do it. No, yeah. screen memories. Screen memories themselves can be can be very very troubling when you're encountering the phenomena, and and if the phenomena does not want to be traced, screen memories are are, are part and parcel of this phenomena. Now, there's also another aspect to it too, that when when us as 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 a species end up encountering something which is too too much for us mentally mm -hmm. we can also create screen yeah. memories Compartmentalize. Um, yeah but but of course the, the thing is for a screen memory to be created we have to see something it just doesn't mm -hmm. happen and um, right, so right. we 
there, there is something there that lies behind. And there are various different techniques that can be used to, to sidestep the screen mm -hmm. memory. Okay. Um, hypnosis has been used for a long time, but there are, there are problems with hypnosis as well, especially with leading questions and, mm -hmm. and, and bias and things like that. So we need to be very, very careful when we're, when we're analyzing screen memory. Um, but screen memory is part and parcel of, of, of the phenomena. There is an aspect um, of this phenomena which, when it presents itself, um, it will present itself in a way that it wishes to be to be seen. Mm. Rarely, if ever, does it appear as it is. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, what about through hypnosis? Can well, through through, hip, through hypnosis, um, there, there there's a there's a, a thing that goes on with the body, and that we're able to detect the nature of this particular interaction and um, the core of the interaction, if you like, we pick up on that uh, and our bodies react to that biologically. Um, but if that goes beyond the 20 seconds, the 20 second rule, as I call it, mm -hmm. um, then that can override our body's response. And that leads us then in that uh, finite path into screen memory and, uh, and all the rest. In point of fact, screen, if I could just come across there, Barry, screen memories, um, in the case of extremes of torture and personal suffering, the body will create its own screen memory through compartmentalization. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, in point of fact, it takes the person from where they are to where they want, to, you know, to, to, to somewhere else that's more safe. And the body feels comfortable anyway. In fact, there was once a this is a film, so that's a work of fiction. But but the idea behind it's right. And the idea was in this particular film, I've forgotten the title, but it was some cult had set themselves up, and they always claimed that the the, the faces of, of of saints in pictures or, or in paintings were being martyred. They were always seeing something else that wasn't there in front of them, and and this that they were trying to produce this this sensation in the people that they were that they had caught and that they, was, they tortured them to, and you know put them through all sorts of hellish torments to get them to visualise this other place mm -hmm. so that they could actually access it for themselves. But the whole concept of of, of um, screen memories, yeah, it's a standard ploy in abduction. That the, it's, it's purely to prevent the person being able to remember accurately where they've been and what they've seen. It, I that, think that, that, yeah, yeah. I think a particular type of torture is now being ensued by the European the European Parliament when they tell us to switch <laughs> on the heating. <laughs> the price would be going to a screen memory. <laughs> we go to a place we want to be. <laughs> exactly. Well, in point, point of fact, since, since we're bringing politics into it, the, the, the Tory government in the UK has been doing that for the last 14 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> We can't, we can't praise ours. I mean, no, we, can't. <laughs> we can't say anything good about ours. Oh, man, that's a whole other show. Yeah. We have to Apparently, be on, you just have to on, be related to get in. Yeah, we have to be on Joe's show on The Centralist on Friday night. Yeah. Really, that's a political show. So it's like goes all over the place. So it gets pretty heated, too. So this would be a really good topic to throw in there. Although yeah. I noticed that their baby prime minister and our baby prime minister have already met in person. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> right. Really? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there's video of them on the phone with Zelensky. I go, oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, Zelensky, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Good answer. Um, toes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's how that would be a really good um, court plea. Screen memories. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh <laughs> my know. god! Yeah, that's I, I like it. I will use it. <laughs> Listen, Michelle, don't you give these guys any ideas because they'll latch onto anything. Trust me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh my god! But it's such a good one. <laughs> so, um, I I started. Um, you know, pushing ahead a little bit, I started reading on, ironically, because I got to this point in, in the book, and we started talking about uh, shadows. Now, mm. I have to just stress, because there's shadow shadows, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of theories behind shadow people themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you have this whole other esoteric thing about working with your own shadow, mm -hmm. and how, you know, like, which I really dig that. And it's really hard to get your head around it. A lot of people can't separate the two. And I thought this would be a really good opportunity because you talk about it so much in the book mm -hmm. that I think it would give be a good time to give people understanding of, of what that's all about. Because some people, you know, especially practitioners or new practitioners, mm -hmm. can really get themselves in a lot of trouble. But you also have to embrace it but there are differences between what people are seeing or is there? Well, <laughs> if I could just kick this off, because I, I know that Barry will be able to, to, to put more flesh on it. Is that the concept of the shadow, as you're talking about it, you would need to take this in a spiritual sense, I think. that I think the shadow, or maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I think the shadow, as it's mentioned in the book, is a purely spiritual construct. It's, uh, is that is that fair to say, Barry? Um, it can also I, I i i would I would definitely see that there's the, there's the possibility for that to materialize as well that particular aspect. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, you you brought in two two interesting points there. One of them was uh, um, is is there a difference between the shadow within okay. the paranormal and the shadow within esoteric uh, teaching? Yes. Um, I don't necessarily think there is a difference. Oh, okay. um, because, because for us, our shadow, um, when when we look at this and look at the terminology that's being used, the shadow can also relate to the soul. Um, and from our perspective, um, what we've done within the book is 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 propose this hypothesis that that the shadow is the seat of our psychic. It is it has the gift of the psychic and it's a it's it's design is to make sure that the body stays alive as long as possible for hmm. the spirit to engage and experience what what life mm -hmm. is as well mm -hmm. now within us there are two separate components and native americans have often talked about this about having two wolves inside us and it depends sure. which one we feed and um, it's the, the the factor here is about balance you have a balance between shadow, soul, and right. spirit. Right. In today's society, we have we use we use that term soul and spirit, and it's very interchangeable. We should we should stop doing that. That is not the case. Our ancients identified that there were two separate components. 
Um, but in today's society, we melted them together. They're not the same. Right. The soul, the soul has a very animalistic base root structure. Um, and its its ability to tap into this global consciousness, if you like, the the Akashic records, and um, mm. that is what we do. When when we're using our psychic abilities, we're projecting the abilities of the soul to do that. Right. Um, and uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, remote viewing is another example of projection of soul. Right. Um, so whenever we, we talk about um, don't become too bright or they see you, it's the soul that we're talking about right. that is being attracted to us. Now, the ultimate goal, of course, he who has the body wins. So when you've got a, a, a balanced system between body, soul, and shadow, you're great. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there are references there to to how that strength can be utilized and how how these shadows that are exterior to us that can't exist there for a long time, mm -hmm. they have to make the link, they either have to make the attachment or they have to try and gain control of the body. When they attempt to gain control, that causes um, an imbalance. So when they're trying to in, 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 imbue their wishes, their wants, Mm -hmm. That throws our balance between our own shadow um, um, and, and, and spirit. It was possession, essentially. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So whenever yeah. we go into a, a, a building and and you, you no, doubt, no doubtedly um, have experienced this, where you walk into a building and suddenly the hair stands in the back of your neck mm -hmm. and the hair goes up in your arms and everything else. And there's nothing there to trigger it off. There's no visually there's nothing there to, to, to do this but suddenly you're activated that is the key signature of the soul of the shadow your shadow indicating be aware there's other shadow here wow wow and they so, seem to be quite common from what oh, they, they are yeah. more common now than <laughs> ever before wow. and 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 there is a huge amount of imbalance with within the world today, yeah. Um, and, and you know, Robert Monroe spoke of, uh, and I'm, I'm not a great admirer of Robert Monroe, but he did some fantastic work within within out of body experiences and things like that, especially within the laboratory testing. Mm -hmm. And he reported that when he was crossing the darkness, when he left, when his soul left and crossed the darkness, um. He reported on on uh, beings that were in the darkness that had a very rudimentary um, intelligence, animalistic, but could work independently if need be. And, and he said the problem for us is that when we were when he was coming back, and mm -hmm. he said other outer body experiences will also uh, experience this. When he was coming back, sometimes the door was left open and it attracted these things back to here now when we open the door and, and whether that be through a ouija board whether it be through some esoteric practice or what whatever the, the the case may be when we open the door we can allow that shadow in and they have no intentions of going back mm -hmm. they won't stay here because within the void there is nothing absolutely nothing oh that's scary 
and they have they, they've commented on this time and time again the school experiment was a perfect example in which mm. the yeah. information that was coming through there they, they they indicated that that particular reality and i'm not so sure it is a reality um that uh, that they, they 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 said there is no male there is no female there is no physical there is no light there is nothing hmm. why would you want to go back to that that's right um so when when we when when this meat suit finally packs in <laughs> where it goes it's 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 shot yeah but what i think and this is what i propose and it's something that that um brian and i would would would, would go back and forward on mm. um i i think that everything that we are dealing with is shadow it is not the spirit it may indicate that it's the spirit until we pressurize it but it is the soul the shadow that's what we're encountering the shadow lingers beyond death several can 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 last up to several weeks several months attached to the body before it finally breaks free and um, in the old customs in the nordic traditions what we ended up doing was bringing our our our, our deceased to particular sacred places where there were mounds um, and uh, and these islands the islands of the dead um in which finally the bodies were left on the shore the the soul was released and it and before it entered the stonework to go back to where it come from and um, it metamorphosized into a serpent and entered the veil into the other side and with it, it took the wisdom of what it had lived and achieved. So that's why they've got the information. They've got the access to the information. When we establish contact, contact right. they have a certain amount of information that they have. Um, right. And they utilize that. And that in itself can lead to great deception <clears throat> on their part. And we fall for it. Oh, well, <laughs> there is something I'd like to add here about the nature of soul. And it also perhaps helps to reinforce what Barry was saying. That some years ago, I got in, I was conversing. This is going to sound crazy. I was conversing with an extraterrestrial. Okay, that claimed to be an extraterrestrial okay. via an, an extremely good medium. Okay. Right. Now I might say that during this conversation, all my recording devices, the batteries kept going flat, 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 like that, as if it was taking power off them. To anyway. The point mm -hmm. was, this ET said it came from where souls were made, where souls were created. So this tends, mm -hmm. and it was only it was only when Barry was saying that just now that the penny drops. This this subject you keep learning all the time. You just learn and learn and learn. You think you know it all, you don't, and you never will. But it sounds as if the void is where these things are made. And this entity that I was talking to years ago, it maybe came from there and it knew perfectly well this is where the souls were made and that they were sent out from there. So it just goes to, it just goes to show that I, I, I was told this at first hand in that case. <laughs> I know. It's, I, I, I don't think it's weird at all communicating with extraterrestrials by, by any means, you know. Um, but I guess the only, my only question is our extraterrestrial souls come from there and, and well, why, not? Amelia why, why, why not why not no no this, i this... don't i'm just leaning <laughs> oh, okay 
<laughs> this was a question that was asked of me many years ago when I was at work. We know I'm long retired, retired what best part of 15, 20 years ago. But but I've done this all my life. This subject has been, has fascinated me endlessly ever since I had my first encounter at age two and a half. But that that's a completely different story. But um, the people at work would say, "You're dealing with these creatures, these extraterrestrials. Do they have a spirit? Um, do they have a soul?" And the answer would be logically, "Yes. Why not? Because there's no reason why." should human beings so, so hubristic about this sort of thing and it's we're the only beings that have souls we're the only beings that have spirits logically anything that is sentient out there in the universe must have much the same construction at its core but, but i'm just throwing that out there you know yeah. i'm just it, it yeah. seems it would make sense if that was the case yeah, i, I think from, from from my perspective um it's the it's the creation of archetypes and things like that that, mm. that can lead to a lot of problems um, and especially where they wish to be interpreted as as that i have i have um, a problem whenever we're encountering little gray aliens in the seance room um i have serious <laughs> issue with that um and and the idea that we have we have now. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that there is no no other life in the, in, in the universe. Right. I would be naive to suggest that. Of course, yeah. but but whether they're coming to a distant part um, of the Milky Way, which is let's face it, is not that interesting, mm -hmm. um, and they're coming all the way across the void of space, um, which has been noted as being very very quiet by SETI researchers. Right. Yeah, um, and, and coming to this planet <clears throat> and then handing over controls to Dick Dastardly in which they smash <laughs> into the ground and they end up dying. It, again, it makes no sense to me um, as, to, as to why why this would happen. Never mind, never mind the, the, the chemicals involved when we end up finding these creatures mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and the things around it. It tends to lead to a different a different perspective of where they're coming from mm -hmm. rather than uh, across the gulf of space mm -hmm. and and and, yeah. and this aspect of 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 deception again is something that keeps coming back and back and back i've had my dealings with ufos i've been able to sit out the back porch and yeah. and, and use a laser beam to Click, click, click. And <laughs> Long before the CE5. Here's Barry. Going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. But the moment that yeah. I start to question what they are, mm. oof, they're gone. That's interesting. They do not That's want right. to be engaged. Um, and uh, that, I again, to me, that my, my core, my soul, my shadow screams to me, careful now. That's interesting. Do you think it's like when we say about where they come from <clears throat> there's a theory as many of us believe that maybe they're already here maybe they're dimensional interdimensional mm -hmm. yep so maybe they were here long before we were oh absolutely mm -hmm. maybe they're us in the future <laughs> that's a whole other show boy we that's could a, really that's a go big conversation yeah well, not really because sure, right? when you think about it the universe is billions of years old okay Mm -hmm. Now, the human race has been around how long? 100,000 years? 200,000 years? I think they were saying now 300 million years or, or something. Well, like that. well, 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 well the, the human race, 
Well, maybe in some form, certainly well, it goes not. goes in cycles, like, right? We're like yeah. what the third kick at the can for this yeah, planet. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. this, this is this is exactly what I was going to say. Something on those lines that yeah, ent entire civilizations will have come into existence and gone out of existence mm -hmm. time and time again, yeah. because the way we are headed now, right on this planet, our end is in sight. Trust me, our mm -hmm. end is in sight. We yeah. are guaranteed to end up. Our, our species will go. It will destroy itself. Whether or not we, we get on one of Musk's rocket and, and, and go to Mars or whatever, you know, who knows? But we will. We are fated by nature of what we are to destroy ourselves, whether right. stupidity or greed or whatever. But one of the human emotions, yeah. the base emotions, will kill us. It will destroy us. Put an end to us. Wow. Actually, okay. I, 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 I once hypothesized that it could be that the only thing that will be left of the human race at some point in the future will be the Voyager spacecraft that is traveling out there into the universe on its own, completely batteries flat and all the rest of it. But that will be all that's left of the human race. And I think I, I could actually weep when I think of that. All that will be left of us will be a little spacecraft. How sad, how infinitely mm. sad, I think. I think go. so, absolutely. Did you want to add to that, Barry? Yeah, um, Brian's absolutely right. Um, you know, our, 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 our reproductive um, cycles have plummeted. I, I think in Canada, um, I believe that there was there was an awareness brought forward that uh, that the, that uh, um, births in one particular month um, dropped sixty seven percent. Huge. That is huge. China is already in the decline. We think China is going to be the big bad big bad wolf here, but China is already in the decline, and it, no. it, it, it can't recover. That's why Elon we're, Musk. Oh, we're all yeah. We're yeah. all going through it. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, we, we are we are we are living those those last last maybe two hundred years if we have it. Has anyone ever thought of the, of the thing? Is that the planet is overpopulated anyway? So could this not be Gaia making sure that we're brought down to sustainable levels? I'm just throwing that out there. Just just a thought. I I have a hard time with that because most of Canada lives on the border of United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. so much more land that we can use and we're not using. So I find I I do agree with your theory in a way, but I also feel that there's some truth to the conspiracy of them not wanting it to continue. Would you populate. feel there's enough land mass for everybody? We but is there is there enough? Um, to sustain absolutely there was nothing here before us why couldn't they with technology continue to um you know populate the provinces on the west coast they're massive that's my point they don't want to yeah you know that's where i say the conspiracy there's some truth to every conspiracy yeah. theory oh, yeah, always always is yeah i always find it intriguing that uh, that if if humanity in whichever form it, it has taken um has existed over the last 300 million years um where are all the bodies mm. why do we like we should be digging we should be <laughs> right? digging up ground all the time and finding bones upon bones upon bones and bones and bones we're not ireland is a perfect example here you know it's no bigger than the state of maine yet we have had people living here from 33,000 bc Mm -hmm. What are all the bloody bones? Okay. I I love what you're saying. And then I want to question, well, we're finding tons of ancient civilizations under hundreds and hundreds of uh, meters or, you know, miles of, of earth all around the world. Mm -hmm. So 
are the bones just dissipated settle? in yeah part of the earth because uh, they will, they will eventually eventually yeah they, they will we've got you know we've got um um caves here in which uh in which people from the neolithic period mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. before the yeah. great was built we're finding women and children who 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 were interred within within the the cave systems here mm -hmm. yeah where's the rest of them i know well it's... look I, I can perhaps shine a little light on that a number of years ago we were on a, a poltergeist case and it was it was involving Greyfriars Churchyard in Edinburgh, specifically the Covenanters' prison. Mm. Now, the trouble with the Covenanters' prison is that 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 area, relatively small area, it was designed for a finite number of corpses, mm. and they reckon it's one of the biggest piles of bones in Europe. They reckon there's about half a million people actually buried there in this small plot of land, and the result is, the bones percolate to the surface. Mm. Now, the case we were on, I walked into this in, in the Covenanters prison, we got access, and I walked into one of the mausoleums, and lo and behold, here, here's a, a human femur lying on the surface of the ground, you go, oh, so it gives you a little bit of take back. So all that happens is that, they, that you just inform the people that look after the cemetery, and they trot along and, and with due reverence or otherwise, re-enter the bone. But uh, but yeah, so that's where the but they've been. But a lot of the bones that have been there from the start, they'll have completely dissipated and gone. Mm. I mean, they, mm. they'll have gone back to the, the, the basic components and and blended back into the earth again. Sure. Mm. I I see the island of Povelia and it's come to ash. So it's mm. it's so bizarre. I I believe a lot of it has to do with, um, in some instances, perhaps masses of land have fallen into the water we've heard about that and perhaps mm -hmm. part of the population mm -hmm. is there and buried beneath the ocean floor we really don't know how mm. deep something is they say mariana's trench but is it the deepest how do we know we can't go any further so there's a million questions with that but mm -hmm. i i also believe that the environment of where these people were create you know has an effect on what happens to their remains if they're mm -hmm. left exposed, like Povelia, where they were just mass graves. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. there's going to be problems in the future as well, because as we saw after the pandemic, they were creating mass graves because they could not bury them one at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, in, and in Italy, they didn't even have the landmass to bury a lot of their dead from the virus. So, Many parts sure. of Europe. It's just, yes, you know, civilization the, built on top of civilization. Yeah, and, and they couldn't build that. mausoleums, which is something that they're more accustomed to in Italy because of the lack of, mm -hmm. of space, but mm -hmm. they couldn't I, do it. So I it's think, scary. Yeah, in Paris, you have the catacombs there of Paris, I've been there several <laughs> times, and uh, yeah. you've got the remains of seven million people underneath the streets of Paris. Mm -hmm. and, uh, actually, in, in the Hudson River, just outside, in fact, it's pretty close to the Bronx area of New York. You've got a place called Harp Island. Now, Harp yeah. Island, yeah, yeah, and you know what I'm going to say then. Well, yeah. Harp Island was used as a sort of a potter's field, if you like. Mm -hmm. the, the bodies of the dead, whose family either couldn't afford to have them buried or they didn't have the wherewithal themselves, mm -hmm. are taken once a month or once a week. I can't remember how, what the period actually is. But they're taken and they're buried by the convicts from Rikers Island who are sort of boated up and they bury the dead. But apparently that, that's a pretty abundantly haunted place. But there's been all sorts yeah. of things on Heart Island, but, but mm -hmm. that's another story. Yeah, no. No, absolutely. It's a fantastic area. Um, 
and they just keep expanding it for burial. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah. people are running out of space. I, I just read an article recently that they're going to start, uh, instead of cremation, they're considering freeze drying you. Like they're just going <laughs> to mega freeze you and shatter you. I'm like, I like the make a diamond out of you. I'm like to my daughter, do whatever you want. No, but like if you want a big rock, just, yeah. you know. But it's, sure. it's fascinating. Like they're still trying to find different ways. I'm like, so they're going to freeze you, shatter you. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what plant me out in the forest and give me a little. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think and, they're, and they're when making it rains, you into compost at the minute as well. There, there's also a plan there to make us into yeah. compost and feed the plants. Well, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It would recycle, anyway. Recycle, recycle. If they don't yeah. you. Yeah, from <laughs> the earth back to the earth. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. If it helps the planet, what sure. do I care? I'm not here anymore. You know, I know. I, yeah. I have no say in that. I don't care about that stuff. When people say, well, how do you, what do you want to happen when you're, when you pass? I don't care. It's mm -hmm. whoever's yes. left behind. So what makes if, you, uh, what yeah. makes you comfortable? Yeah. But, if I have no, to look in the, in the rear view mirror and take us back onto the, the ramp onto the freeway and back to the book again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing no, about, about, <laughs> about this book, where are we going to go with this book now? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my fault. Yes, this book, this book. Yeah, yeah, you're you're yeah, watching. Yes, the yes, hardcover yes. is available, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. By Canada. the way, if, if you want a copy of Book of Secrets, you would need to get hold of Phil Mantle, Philip Mantle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he'll yes, he'll send yes. he'll send you a copy. I will. Yes, I, will I will message. I will him. definitely do that in time for the next show. Yeah. Um. I, Philip and I talk. Um. We email pretty regular. He's a he's a good guy, Philip. He's he a really nice, really nice guy. He, fact, is, he is. And he knows I'll always. He, every time he sends me somebody, you know, I I'll notice. I'll send a mass email which consists of two people. <laughs> <laughs> all right i get Future it guests. <laughs> yeah i love him i just adore him yeah, yeah, yeah. um so um okay so we, we've dealt with all of that that's that's that just leaves me with more questions but i mean then we're off topic with the book mm -hmm. so yeah. let's talk about um frequencies mm. because everything is about frequency and mm -hmm. vibration Mm -hmm. That's like the secrets to the universe, technically speaking. So we were talking, like, I'll back up a minute. We know allegedly that the theory, <laughs> I'm going to bounce around a bit, was that the powers that be changed the natural frequency. Let's say, you know, when you're tuning a musical instrument, mm -hmm. it should be at a certain frequency. And that was altered apparently no this is the new frequency what mm -hmm. are we at like 432 as like you know as as the standard you know frequency but why do you think they would do that do they just they just want to like we should be aligned with our own planet our energy should sync with our own planet our energy should sync with everything around us why would that have been altered I think we had this conversation, Barry, on the Friday night group about about the um, the planetary the, the, the natural frequency of the planet is about seven point eight hertz. Some, something, that, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know that NASA certainly mm -hmm. induces frequency on on the space flights to keep people normal, to keep them sane, if you like. Mm -hmm. Because if, if we're removed from it, we, we go to hell in a handcart pretty quickly, I believe. Which is why that, but this is why I also wonder that is it safe? Is 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 it wise indeed 
heat of the air, full of microwaves and full of all sorts of different frequencies of transmissions going around. Because, <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly. Because it's bound to interfere with, with, with the, is it the, it's not Helmholtz resonance. Is it Helmholtz resonance? No, that's blown over the neck of a bottle. No, that, that's that's Helmholtz resonance. I can't remember what the name of the other one is, what, what the one I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. there's a specific name for it. It's human uh, resonance. Human resonance, that's it, yeah. Yeah, human resonance, yeah. Right, right. So as we, well, I mean, you know, it, it's alleged that they can use frequency to alter weather. So, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot with frequencies that they seem to be using to their advantage. And mm -hmm. there is an advantage to the rest of us. I mean, you know, the human body can be healed, you know, mind, body, and soul with frequency. I work with it all the time. Mm -hmm. I recommend it to people I work with you know, who will come, you know, to be counseled over while well, I've got, you know, something going mm -hmm. on in the house. Cause I believe in mindset. I believe in just being able to change, you know, your, your pattern of thinking and, and empowering yourself. I do believe mm -hmm. in that, but you know, you made an interesting, um, like when you went through the different frequencies that do different things in the book, you mentioned Gregorian chants. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. I, I love Gregorian chants. I, I just love yeah. a lot so do of I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just so soothing. But when you factor in, this is a question I had, okay? When you factor in, <clears throat> let's say, the deception of um, what's going on with, let's say, religion, mm. and do you want any of their frequencies? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, is it done intentionally, let's say, to... Um, I don't know, make us conform, subdue us. I'm just going to throw well, you know, weird well, things well, out yeah. there. But. I, th I think it's uh, what you're talking about in Gregorian chants is called the, the Solfeggio frequencies. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Well, yeah. the church, the Catholic church at the time, because th th that was the dominant force in, in the Middle Ages, obviously. But the Solfeggio frequencies were promoted strongly bec because they made people feel good in church. Yes. But there were other frequencies that weren't and uh, particularly augmented force they were called the devil's cord and i found this when i was doing research and in fact one of my books is about Rosalind chapel and i've actually just as a throwaway i found a functioning portal in the chapel and i know how to activate it but, but that's an entirely different story right. but it was thought that the frequencies that are hidden in the carvings in what is called the Lady Chapel, which is at the east end of, of, of Rosalind Chapel, actually represent these so the um, augmented force. And they were hidden there because it's the augmented force that actually activates this, this portal. So these frequencies are well known about. In fact, the church forbade the use of augmented force in church music because I believe they were well aware that given the, the, the way that these churches were all built to specific, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, proportions, <clears throat> right? people were little, literally tripping out when certain of these frequencies were actually played and they were actually getting their own individual, um, if you like, com commune with God. Now, the church couldn't have that because it was the sole arbiter of who would and who would not give an access to, 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 to God. So they, they banned them outright um, hmm. just because people were actually tripping out or no, I'm saying tripping out you know what I'm getting at right? they, they, they were having yes. their own individual commune with, with spirit if you like and the church didn't like it so they banned them right, right 
Right. So um, do you think this is one of the reasons we all know that many ancient temples and, and, and monuments were built over power spots and churches mm -hmm. ended up building or taking over some of these spots right Joanna. well I, I think it's hang on just a second but staying with Roslyn chapel yes but the, the, the chapel itself extraordinary you have well the chapel itself is is very is, is, is constructed <laughs> over a, con, a confluence of ley lines okay now the where experiences and i did this with david ike of all people uh, what happened to be up in the chapel with him doing it was actually contributing to a, show, to a documentary he was making and i took him down into the crypt now, have you been in the crypt, Michelle? Yeah, down uh, in the crypt. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've been down to yeah, the okay, area. Okay. But, well, you if know. you know, if you remember, if you go down the stairs and yes. you look to your left, there's a little there's a little door in the wall, uh, and there's a little it. room in there. Okay. Well, if you step inside that that little door, turn to your right, but half a pace forward, and you stand in that spot, that's where the confluence of ley lines is. Now, I took Ike down there. I took his producer down there, and I also took. The girl that was actually doing the film, sorry, the, the the girl who was directing the film, we couldn't use proper cameras in there. He had to use a GoPro because right. they just wouldn't let him in with the cameras. And we, were yeah. we, we were mic'd up with transmitter mics and our belts and all the rest of it so they wouldn't see what we were doing. Right. But I got them to stand on this particular spot and they were blown away, literally blown away because they felt those ley lines. And they're not all that far away from the portal either. Really? Yeah, yeah, really. Wow. It's an um, extraordinary place. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could feel I'll, all I, of that there. I, I can tell you where the portal actually is because it's, it's not a secret where, where it is. If you stand facing the east end of the chapel and you, you, you see the Lady Chapel, you'll notice yeah. there are three little altars at the, right up against the wall. Yes. The one on the left-hand side is the St. Matthew altar. That is where the portal is. Exactly there. Makes sense. We we went there in the, when we went first there in 1995, 96. The the, the mediums that were with said that this was an astral doorway. They picked up on it as an astral doorway. It mm -hmm. wasn't until and this is where I was actually lifted off my feet. Very very strange. That's another story again. Right. But um, yeah. But the thing is that the, the, the church, the 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 chapel authorities, the people who look after the day of running of it, will not let you in there to do this kind of stuff now. It just won't let you near the place. I think unless you were unless you were like a big a big TV company or a right. film company and you wanted to make a film, you'd pay them to let you in. But right. they certainly want guys like like guys like us in to, to mess around in the chapel and carry out experiments. Hmm. But yeah, there is a portal there and it can be activated. And we had a go at that in two thousand and six, and right. we're partially partially successful. Partially successful. I wonder right. what they're hiding. If well, it's not, it's not what they're right. hiding. It's, no, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being yeah, facetious. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what they're hiding. It's actually what Sir William Sinclair, he built that place or had it built yes. to his, his specification. Yes. Yeah. Now, the, the mediums we were with at the time said it's not a building, it's a spiritual machine. Okay, that, that that's the way they described it as a machine. Yeah. So he and knew. Sinclair, he, and what he's done at that astral doorway, he's hidden something through that doorway. Where and but he's also fortunately he's left the, the, the key is up above him in, in all the little cubes which are above the Lady Chapel. Right. He left that key if if you know how to decode it. But um if mm. you went through that if you managed to open that thing and went through, God knows where you'd end up and God knows if you'd ever get back. But um yeah, he he had something on the other side of that portal. But that's again that's that is no, that's fabulous. I completely I can completely see that. I love that theory. I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, you were going to say something also, Barry. 
Yeah, frequencies are, are very, very important and very potent. Um, and we see the use of frequencies in all their multifacets um, all the way back until the age of, of uh, when when history started to be written. Mm. And for for us, you know, we can we can identify right up into the modern period, we can identify orientation of temples, the directions in mm. which they're pointing mm. and things mm. like that. And uh, and and how sympathetic that is to the to the rising of the sun, which mm -hmm. in itself is another mm -hmm. um, um, frequency. Right. You also have the setting sun in in the western um, apex, mm -hmm. uh, and and again there, even from a Neolithic period, you have you have the sun entering the chambers, and and that was a very very um, potent time. And and this is this is the key point here. Timing is everything. Because these places were built for specific times to operate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like you pick up a telephone any time and dial. Hello, God, can I speak to you? That <laughs> didn't, it, it didn't work that way. What? There were specific times in, in the calendar. <laughs> there were specific times in the calendar that we could go and we could have this interaction with these things, and wisdom was exchanged at a price, mm -hmm. of course. But um, um, vibration was was a key point. Mm -hmm. uh, light frequency was a key point, mm -hmm. um, and also the vibration of us. Now, when you get these things and 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 they work beautifully together in one of these particular places, what happens is that that we start to create a sympathetic resonance frequency, mm -hmm. and and when that begins to develop, for instance, if if on on the surface of water we will have we will have a frequency that that will ripple and that ripple will will form a circle and it will ripple out and out and out and out and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger now those symbols we see carved on neolithic passage chambers mm -hmm. right across europe and in, in, into other into other um, um uh, spiritual belief systems right but when on the other side of it's it's almost like a doorbell that you're ringing um, oh. on the other side if that frequency is not correct it collapses on itself but mm. if the frequency is met and is identical there is a change in the design in which not only do we get the ripples that open up but we get these lines that come out as well that is our indication that the frequencies are harmonizing between one side and the other but you need to master and know what that frequency is, right? That's a key. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for for people who sit in these temples um, right. or various other places, cave systems, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. um, the key point to note is that the frequency will go up. What you're hearing will rise. So mm. that's the key point that that will let you know, right, we're here, they're listening, the door is open. Now, I was I was at one particular location and uh, and I recorded the sun entering the chamber. No one else was there in the mountain. And and I had I had my camera set up to to record that. That was that was primarily what I was there to do was record the sun entering this chamber. But I also put down audio. Don't know why I just did. And I left and I went to the top of the mountain. And let it do its thing. And I can talk about it again about an hour later, 45 minutes, an hour later. Mm -hmm. And 
and I collected all the equipment and went back, was reviewing the video, and inside this particular temple, whenever I would have the, the running the, the audio at the same time, I could hear the huge big pillar stones that were standing up holding the roof up. You could hear them grind in position. Ooh, wow. And I thought, wow. Because visually I could see what the, That's right. what the camera was seeing and everything was perfectly still. Yet I could hear these huge stones grinding in spot. And shortly after that, there was a drum beat. And it was just two beats, boom, boom. But then there was a high-pitched um, within a 0.3 of a second after. So it was boom, 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 boom. Wow. This wow. was not happening on our side. There was no one there with drums. There was no one else on the mountain except me. So this was on the, on the other this side. This was beyond. This wow. was on the other side of the door. And not only that, but when, when I started to analyze what, what was going on, um, the higher pitched beat that came 0.33 of a second later was actually an echo. It was an echo. And for 0.3 of a second allowed me to determine that through the air, that passageway was 300 feet. Wow. There was no passageway there. No. Something opened and it stretched 300 feet. And you missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I was up the mountain. Yes, I know. Um, that's magic. Frequency, frequency is everything, and sympathetic right, right. resonance frequency is <clears throat> exceptionally important to understand. And timing, timing is everything. So here, here's a question, um, because people, I, I for one, hear all kinds of frequencies. You know, people are like, oh, that's tinnitus. No, pretty sure it's always different. <laughs> and I won't, won't rule it out totally. You know, a bit of a headbanger in my youth. But no, I think I'm, I can still hear pretty good. But, you know, you go from times. What is it that people hear? Um, there are times where I could hear, I, I just chalked it up as a residual, an imprint. When you're hearing mm -hmm. imprints in time, old, you know, radio signals or people talking, you know, I never put a lot into it because the house is haunted. So I'm like, ah, okay, somebody's doing something. But now I find since these towers have gone up, not, I mean, they're, they're a ways away. They're not anywhere near the house. This house's mm -hmm. walls are like three feet thick. So it would take a mm -hmm. bit of penetrating. And I kind of know how the signals work with these new towers, but things have changed for me i could just be sitting here and all of a sudden i hear this high pitch and then it'll change and sometimes it's almost deafening other times mm. and it's only in one ear sometimes you know i'll lay in bed at night things quiet down and i start hearing different frequencies again mm. so mm. what is that at night um whenever whenever the environment starts to settle down that's whenever we start to become alert to mm. these to these other frequencies and as brian has pointed out uh, we live in a soup of mm -hmm. frequencies now right. and a lot of the frequencies um the higher frequencies can penetrate the walls and um, but middle of the uh, day i'll hear it it is it, it, it at night now for instance here and in, before before we moved uh, into this house uh, we lived in another house that was about 200 years old on the other side of the lake and and it was it purely stone and, and at night, the vibration oh my god it was yes. deafening this yes. and i thought what the hell is that yes and i was able to i'm not going to say what it was but i was able to track it down and it was traveling in the rock strata yes at 1640 feet per second 
I from believe it because it re it stone resonates. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. it's the, the the sound will carry quicker in stone than it does through air, and because the stone was already sitting on rock foundations, it was being heard and amplified in the house. Right. Um, but there were occasions during daylight, even when when you could have been on the land and you heard this vibration. But right. uh, yeah, yeah it, it, I. I believe that. I believe if you were, you know, stone does does resonate. I mean, there are mm. places they they have their own frequency as well. That I think they absorb frequencies. Of, of course, and you know, yeah. a lot of the phenomena <laughs> appears through stone. Yes. Um. It, it it comes through the rock strata, the cave systems, the cliff faces. Um. It seems to almost be attracted to to the stone of, of mm -hmm. all its multifacets. Yeah. And, and isn't it interesting that I, I find that that in the former site of Solomon's Temple over in Jerusalem <laughs> that uh, that we have we we have the traditions there, the Jewish traditions there where they're standing leaning into the wall, praying mm -hmm. into the stone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Waiting to hear the voice of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's well, that's fascinating. On the wailing wall. Yeah. You can imagine just how much is is that that stone has absorbed over. Well, even even and the fact that that we understand that this phenomena can come through stone. Yes. Um, yes. And and we would go to those places. Our ancestors went to those places of rocks. Right. And they listened to God whisper to them. Rocks were erected. I, you know, the whole like yeah, everything yeah, was yeah, based yeah, around. Yeah. Look, around. Look, at, look at the problems with haunted houses now, where where you you destroy one house and you build another, and you bring mm -hmm. the problem from one place to a new place. Well, the stonework in this house, like the basin, it's built on stone. It's not built like in your traditional. It's, it's mm. this house is, you know, like 1872. Mm. I mean, not old compared to what you guys are experiencing, <laughs> but um, definitely, you know, there's quartz and there's mm -hmm. water under this mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. You know, a um, big part of this province is built over top of water. Yeah. So, because I don't hear the frequencies everywhere. You know, I'm not driving and all of a sudden I hear, you know, I, just yeah. certain places. So maybe mm -hmm. it's just a matter of the, you know, the geographics. And if, if it helps, if it helps, the house I'm in right now, it was built in 1785. So it has been around a little while as well. But uh, yes, yes. strangely enough, I mean, I had issues with the, not so much for the house, but what I was doing in it more at the point where I, I I ended up, I've had to cleanse the house twice because of my own stupidity. And uh, I've had people, psychics, come into the house for the first time and they've gone, oh, this is the most psychically neutral house we've ever been in. Mm -hmm. so, so I guess what I did must have worked. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I, I think it, it's, it's fascinating frequency vibrations and trying to get people to have an understanding mm -hmm. of it. I highly recommend that it's something that they delve into because I think it would just open up a whole other world mm -hmm. altogether and have a better understanding. But let's get back to, you know, some of the real extra juicy stuff. Let's talk um, Collins Elite. Oh, the Collins Elite. Yeah, let's just now, dive into that. Just... Uh, hold on. Is that in the book? Is that mentioned in the book? Sure. Is it? Yeah. If she brought it you up, it nice. is. <laughs> I know. Damn it. Oh, damn it. Okay. I know. Right. We'll, we'll, the, be the we'll be delicate. But, oh, yeah, I was just chomping on that one. Going, okay. oh, see, right the, there. <laughs> I might get the, 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 the Collins elite crops up in, in, in um, 
the book mm. of secrets in point of fact is well but chapter 20 chapter 19 chapter 20 about there right the, the Collins elite okay if you think of ufology going back to the ni- 1953 or thereabout, you know, when it was starting to get, if not respectability, at least better known. Right. The U.S. government set up, you know, there was the Robertson panel, a whole bunch of stuff got set up to look at the, the how valid ufology actually was. Now, the Collins elite, and I got to know this, I got to know about the Collins elite through Nick Redfern, who'd unearthed this, and, and fair play to the guy. But I've asked people, have you ever heard the Collins Elite? And they go, no, sure, no, never heard the Collins Elite. Okay. Well, like I say, 1953, amongst the bodies that were set up to look at ufology was this Collins Elite. And it's, well, ostensibly, its remit was to look at how valid all this was. But uh, it got its name through one of the members, one of the people in, in the group that, that founded it. I mean, I don't know who they all were. One of them was obviously called Collins, I would guess. So um, the NSA was involved in this, the CIA was involved in it, the FBI were all involved in it. They all had a finger in this pie, okay? But the problem was the, if how can I put this delicately? American far-right religion was also in, bought, involved in this as well. Uh, the evangelicals and so forth, and carried, you know, the Pentecostalists and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, they had a remit before they even started with this. And their remit was to look for any satanic influence within ufology. And what they came up with was the concept that UFOs are not Starcraft that they don't cover come from other galaxies or, or other realities. They're demonic, they're satanic in origin, and they're crewed by demons. And their remit is, 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 if you like, is to bring down the human race by any way possible. Now, as a variation on this, they weren't just crewed by demons; they were crewed by angels as well, depending on who, or whose version of this you got. So, in other words, what the Collins elite came out was was with exactly with. Was, was the remit they were sent in with to find a demonic connection in it, and that's what the Collins elite was all about mm. basically and there's not much else to say about it in that right. they were told what to find and they found it and they used all sorts of spurious you know, links mm-hmm. and bits and bobs to, to, to suggest this was the case but mm-hmm. as to whether it's valid or not is, is, is you know I, I think it's no I don't believe that I think UFOs do I don't think they come in a linear fashion from zeta reticuli to here. I don't think they do that. Okay. I think they come in sideways. You know, I think they're dimensional. I'm pretty sure UFOs are dimensional. Yeah, I, I, I believe so anyway. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I, I believe that um, big time. Um, and then there's there's so many that believe that they're already many that are here mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. it's like barry was saying maybe they've always been here i mean you, they're, they're in the mountains or underground they're in the oceans sure. so it's sure you know it's a matter of are they coming dimensionally are they and and ending you know ending up in in our space our, our immediate space and just going to these places or is it simply where they've always been mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There, is, there, there is something you know, something that i've toiled with uh, since writing the book because we you know, we looked at this aspect of the shadow of the soul and the spirit yes. and in and, and unison with the body. And it's something I've, I've, I've spoken to Brian about as well, but just kept going over and over in my head. And, you know, we, we've lost or we, we, we lose sight possibly 
um, of of what does it say? You, you lose sight of the forest for the, or you can't see the forest for the trees. Trees, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this this aspect of of the shadow itself, um, we have an egotistical perspective in that that that's mine. The shadow is mine. Right. It's part of me. What if right. it's not? What if that is part of an actual something else that lives within us? That experiences life through us. Um, so we're the vessel. It's 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 mm -hmm. it's design. It's design is to keep this meat suit alive as long as possible so that it can experience life. Um, but uh, it'd be an interesting concept that that we're looking for aliens across the Gulf of Space. What if they're already here? What if they're already in us? Mm -hmm. I I say why not? I mean, there's a lot of theories about, you know, reptilians jumping into people and mm -hmm. making them do atrocious things. I suppose why couldn't this be a possibility? They, ha they have the, the technology. Uh, the, the very the nature, the very nature of that of that shadow is is as I pointed out before, is very animalistic. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, it's 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 brutal in in its own approach. Um, it's it. it really fundamentally works on our baseline mm. energies, sex, mm. um, um, food, wants, lusts. That's what it does. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we can see this as, uh, as well present itself in, mm. in, in other aspects within the animal, the animal kingdom. You've mm. got, you've got, you've got animals that, that are born and then suddenly they're up and they're, 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 they're suckling from their mother's teeth and everything else. How do they know to do that? The animal didn't turn around and say, here, suck here. There's no label that right. says that. Yeah, you have to it taps yeah. into something. Right. And right. in which, in which this happens now, um, of course, from, from a, a human aspect um, I'm not so sure we could do that um, I think mm -hmm. if a baby was left it would just pass right. away um, if it was left but it couldn't fend for itself I don't know what has happened there it's like it's like that primal need you know yeah. like you, it's a survival yeah. if I could just take us back for a few seconds to, to yeah. what Barry, Barry was talking about at the beginning about the void where there is nothing except them shall we say mm -hmm. This always reminds me of a quotation from Wilhelm Nietzsche, which is, battle not with monsters lest you become a monster, and if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes mm -hmm. into you also. Mm -hmm. Now, I have gazed into the abyss to my regret. I know Barry has and probably regretted it as well, but the thing is, you start messing about with the abyss and you start looking into what really happens there, they will notice you and they will let you know they've noticed you. It happened to me, I'm not going to talk about it just now, maybe, maybe if the next time I'm on, but yeah. they certainly let them know, they let me know that they had seen me looking and they gave me a smack in the wrist and said, don't look again. So yeah. I, I heeded that. target on you. It yeah. does, yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, even, even from fundamentally from, from, the, from the very word gecko that I wrote to the influence about how that particular type of energy can affect us on a biological level, mm -hmm. I was given the warning, don't become too bright or they see you. That's right, yeah. And yeah. I never I never forgot that, and I just came across an old Japanese uh, saying, which, which was very, very similar. It says, uh, um, the nail that sticks out gets hammered. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, uh, pretty basic, but right to the yeah. point. I would yeah. say. It's almost like the the whole archon perspective. Mm. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Archons, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. paying attention and um, 
you know, you just tap in or think about them and they're like, oh, they're right there. I, yeah, I, I think the aspect of the archons, though, um, I think has got lost somewhere. And possibly this is where we're seeing the manipulation as well um, in, in that particular aspect of, of the archon because the name in itself, when it was being utilized within the Gnostic texts, right. indicated and referred to someone who was foreign ruling the land. So like a like a, a Roman a Roman senator, right. for instance, would have been classed as 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 an archon. Interesting. Um, now that has changed over into the, the 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 present day to mean something else, but originally that's not what it meant. So the intruders basically now we're seeing mm -hmm. it on a, maybe a bigger yeah. perspective. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, um. So do you think? Um, that basically contact has always been more supernatural, you know, to the beings that are actually trying to reach out. I personally think that, yes, there, there's a high level of, of spirituality is involved when dealing with this. Right. And the reason that, that the book was, was written was to bring light to the various aspects of making that contact that we have to be careful and understand that when they make their appearance to us and mm -hmm. we stand there in amazement or we tend to interact, the very act of engaging solidifies the deal. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's to their benefit. That's not to your benefit. Right. Um, and when we go back and we look at history about how these entities have come forward and tried to, to do their best, you know, it, it leaves you scratching your head wondering, why the hell did they even bother? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's people who have followed them to the letter and they ended up killing hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And there's others, um, like uh, like those school kids down in Rotorua um, in Zimbabwe, who had the experience um, in, the, in the playground as the craft landed, mm -hmm. Very rarely do people talk about the psychological damage that was done to those children. Mm. Those, they spoke of fear. Right. Um, and that was something which which I felt we missed. Um, and, and the fact that their little instincts, their mm -hmm. shadows were screaming at them, this is wrong. Now, they were being indicated that something was wrong. And what, and what did that benefit? What did, what, what, you know, of all the stories we have to we have to help the planet we have to do this we have mm -hmm. to do that there's war coming and all the rest mm -hmm. what benefit did that do to scare the bejesus out of those children mm -hmm. because when they grew up they they made no impact no what did that no, that's true. yes do you and think so they were just conditioned to not pay attention to those signs I mean, we've always been conditioned to try to veer away from anything, you know, like psychic abilities is deemed mm -hmm. something supernatural mm -hmm. and it's completely a no-no when, you know, when you're looking um, at people of faith because that's what's bred into them right up mm -hmm. into this century. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. it, well, it is, but the problem you see is whenever you start bringing faith into it, then there, there tends to be agendas in there as well. Mm -hmm. and, no, always, always, yeah. The faith, the faith in itself, I don't have an issue with the faith. Right. Um, that's that's okay. Um, but when it comes to black and white, mm -hmm. and someone in a pulpit telling me the way that I have to appreciate things, that's mm -hmm. whenever it starts to rub me up wrong. Um, right. Because I ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. 
um, right. I'm, I'm the type of person that says, uh, I'm like Columbo, uh, one more thing. Uh, that, if I was to go back to school now and start studying history, I'd get kicked out within the first week. Right. Uh, because there's, there's just so many things, no, that's, that's actually not quite right. And, yeah. and and when we go back and we start looking at, and this is something we may have touched on before, but with the likes of of, of uh, St. Bridget in Lourdes, yes. um, mm. when that particular being appeared, mm-hmm. in the initial contact Bridget didn't know what the hell she was looking at. This thing stepped out from the cave. She did not see it as being uh, a Mother Mary. No. Uh, she didn't know who the hell it was. And right. in fact, in the initial paperwork, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. she referred to it as that thing. Yeah, sure. That speaks volumes. It does. It people does. are going there today, they're having good experiences, but there are people going there today having horrific experiences. What positive miracles happen in Lourdes is equally matched by negative miracles. That is not spoken about. Something else isn't spoken about, uh, very, oh, no, in fact, it's not spoken about, is the fact that that grotto in Lourdes had a long history of paranormal events associated with it because you're going into the ground, you're going mm-hmm. to a cave. Mm-hmm. So that is not spoken about. Uh, this. <sighs> This is when you start getting into awful rocky water, or also dangerous waters, because people start getting offended. Mm-hmm. Because the church has a habit of, I was going to say, taking stuff upon itself to, to, to pass judgment on. This is sacred, this is not sacred, because mm-hmm. we say so. So, mm. no, this thing about the, about the Grotto Lourdes and its long history of paranormal events associated with it, this mm-hmm. is never discussed, never. No, and, and you have people there praying 24 mm-hmm. 7 and sure. there's a live feed so there's got to be more to it that and then that mm-hmm. you know i was raised roman well, catholic in some ways i still keep catholicism in some ways mm-hmm. and this to me i find it disturbing and i will have mm-hmm. friends who are devout catholic that say why is it disturbing they're praying i said you don't understand the dark and the light because mm-hmm. if what you are they did too? you the would be concerned about why they're praying like that's what I'm saying. The prayers yeah. that were taught. I'm just going to play, pardon the pun, devil's advocate for a moment. Okay, <clears throat> could it be reverse? The prayers that were taught. Could it be like what are you really praying to? If there's so much negativity that's being fed, would it not make sense to be taught prayers that would feed that energy? Again, mm-hmm. just playing devil advocate, yeah, not just, yeah. just just another perception mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely in fact yeah. you know I, I i released a video there um last month um, and it was an inquiry into these apparitions that were being seen in ireland mm-hmm. uh, from from the 1940s right up into present day and here in sligo there was a whole space of 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 these um events that were occurring and especially in 1985 where there were thousands of people gathering in the fields and ditches waiting to see our lady Mm-hmm. And the the church, there was a representative of the church who went on record and was asked about these apparitions that were appearing, these beings of light. And mm-hmm. um, are they of religion or should we stay away from them? And he said, absolutely, 100%, we shouldn't have anything to do with them. Wow. Yet we have this huge cathedral that has been built over in the west of Ireland called Knock, in which mm-hmm. these images mm-hmm. appear. Mm-hmm. And they're raking in millions. So one one representative of the church is saying no, 
when the other hand is outgoing, I will take some more money. Yeah, that's let's, let's do it. Want. Mm-hmm. We, you know, there needs to be a, 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 a direct line put through this. Yeah, it's like the left hand doesn't agree with the right hand. And Mm -hmm. it's so difficult because so much information has been suppressed, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to know what is what. So a lot of us are just sort of left here hanging going, well, what if? Or this doesn't make any sense. And it's sort of like, well, because we say so, like you were saying, Bears, because we say so. Mm -hmm. But some of the traditions and, and, and the folklore that they've amalgamated into their, to make it their own, stems back thousands of years and and was completely functional in ancient cultures mm-hmm. that didn't have a lot of these these situations i'll leave mm-hmm. it i'll leave it there <clears throat> so it brings another question because this is another theory don't shoot the messenger people please <laughs> mm-hmm. um are they <clears throat> extraterrestrials could you know the savior could Jesus Christ be an extraterrestrial? The Bible yes, absolutely. With extraterrestrial yeah, yeah, stories. of course it could. Of course okay. it could. Okay. Okay. So being, but, light beings could very well be, I say run with it. Let's go. Who wants to go first? Well, look. look <laughs> I've already look, jumped in, man. Follow me. The Sawyer Seven Spirit. Because the, the emails crew, are going to be crazy. <laughs> the, the crews aboard the Sawyer Seven spacecraft, <clears throat> I'm going back a few years now, Something strange happened to this particular crew. And there was something happened on board the spacecraft. And they, 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 they checked all the technical stuff. And everyone was working fine. And all of a sudden, this red mist appeared. Okay. Then, then it dissipated. Then outside the spacecraft, they could see these things that they were about 20 feet tall, huge wings with halos around their heads. They said, these are angels. And the whole crew saw this. Now, they reported this back to, 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 to whatever it was in Baikonur or whatever it happened to be in Russia. I have no idea. But, but, but their main, I guess, their mission control. And they were talking about these things and they were told to shut up about them, basically. They was ignore them. They're not there. They're not real. So that was fine. So they ignored it. And these things were still floating about. Now, the next crew came on board. You know, I think a matter a couple of a week or so later. And they saw them as well. These things, they were like, like seven three sevens. They were that big. These things were huge, but they were. And like it wasn't old. a trick of light. Nothing no, like that. Well, no, 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 no. Right. But so they brought both crews back to Earth, <clears throat> run tests on them, psychological tests, and they found that they, they, they were they were fine. They were sane, but they were told to button it. Don't talk about this. Just leave it be. Right. And they did. Then all of a sudden, this kind of stuff doesn't stay concealed for for long. Well, apparently. People who were involved with Hubble, the Hubble, you know, telescope, they got in touch and said that they had seen them as well, these things floating about, you know, in space or around about the spacecraft. So were the angels, were the ETs, are, are, are they the same thing anyway? Who, who mm. I, you know, we, we really don't know. We really don't know about these things. But as far as what we're saying about the stuff that they put out about being what is permissible and what is not permissible, what is real, what isn't, you tend to find that, by and large, programs like Most Haunted here in the UK, stuff yes. like that, but of that <clears throat> programs of that type, which purport to show evidence for, for the reality of paranormal phenomena, ghosts, whatever, they have to be treated as an entertainment, yeah, not as fact. Yes. 
On the other hand, I mean, I used to do this on a regular basis when I wanted a bit of amusement. I used to watch the God channels mm-hmm. and watch these guys on there flogging you pieces of um, yellow cloth, bits of yellow rag that were going to cure all your problems or oil from the holy lands that were going to cure your problems. And they could stand on there and say that and spout this garbage mm-hmm. and say it legitimately when there was absolutely no proof to back it up. But they're allowed to do it because that's religion, and religion's true. And it's the same the same in this country, especially in this country, where there are specific rules and regulations about what you can and cannot say on TV, yet religion is presented as a fact. A fact. Which is, which is fascinating because you can't really produce. Like, this is what I'm saying, to have faith in something. There's so much faith in something that we've, we've never seen. I mean, don't get me wrong, some people have had unbelievable experiences Mm -hmm. you know your faith is built on something and Mm -hmm. a lot of it is what we're taught from a very young age um but people become so steadfast in the science which i agree i i you know paranormal is one of those things that it's hard to prove but you can look at it and kind of go (laughs) <laughs> okay, if it quacks mm. like a duck, looks like a duck. It's got to be yeah, a duck, a duck. you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, at yeah, least yeah. close to a duck. It's yeah, like yeah. you know, like it's it is very difficult. And I understand where people could have that mindset and say, like, you know, it's ghosts, it's demons. It's they have a hard time mm. getting their head around that. Like I've worked with people who find it easier, however, with that being said, to think that there's a demon in the house than to believe that they could be projecting their energy like psychokinesis it's mm-hmm, hard for them to believe mm-hmm, like i'm mm-hmm. a really powerful being that can create this amazing mm-hmm. phenomenon around me no nope, sure. it's this without being able to scientifically prove that and faith is much the same we're, we're pretty much in a world now where you know the word is the science mm-hmm. you know if the science says or the science is this and this mm-hmm. where's the where's the science behind religion well, I mean, it becomes you. You, yeah. you're starting to move in, into scienceism as opposed to Catholicism or Christianity. So, scienceism is a belief system in its own right. That's right. The, yeah. dif- the, the difference is science can usually back up what it's saying, and 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 that that is where religion falls down. Although miracles do they happen? Well, apparently they do. But right. is that is that the body's own immune system, our own repair system, mm-hmm. kicking in and doing it for you? Because sure. Miracles seem to fall short of growing complete limbs. That doesn't ha- just doesn't happen. Right. I mean, you get spontaneous remissions of cancers. That happens. Yes, it does. Sure. Or other diseases. So it is possible that um, the body is capable of repairing itself if given sufficient reason to do so. And it won't so. happen at a conscious mm-hmm. level either. It'll can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I saw you touching your head there, and like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, mine's yeah, it's, it's my, the mind is doing it to the body. It's making sure. the body repair itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my own parents. I watched my mom give up, and mm-hmm. I watched my dad fight through everything and live to 90. So mm-hmm. I do believe in mindset, you know, hugely. I think we live in a society where we're, we're taught not to question. Mm-hmm. And and I think that exactly. fundamentally is having an effect um, mm-hmm. in oh, which yeah, we're no longer asking the right questions mm-hmm. because we're told. Yeah, and, and my and mom was like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the old term instilling the fear of God into mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. In, in authority, like when you're you're an immigrant and you're not, you don't have the education, and you come up towards an educated man who's a doctor. 
-hmm. you're going to believe him. Where my yeah. father, with a small education, became a really great man in his field. He's like, I can do anything. So it, it mindset to me, that was proven. Mm -hmm. I watched it growing up, you know, lost mm -hmm. my mom young. Mindset um, is a lot. Sure. Yeah. So if we if we jump back to um let's say our you know was our savior considered it was you know a lot of people believe no they're extraterrestrial they're an advanced mm -hmm, race mm -hmm. you know to say well there's an ascended master there's you know like people talk about about people that were on earth and now they're these ascended beings which I believe anybody can ascend its energy I'll, I'll mm -hmm. leave it there you know but. Now you have this thing called Scientology, which, <laughs> right? There's that blend that we're talking. What are your thoughts on that? Because you do talk about it in the book. Scientology, well, I once, I used to give like, give presentations to an outfit called the Sony Air Society. It's over right. here in the UK, which is based on uh, the teachings. Of, well, it's named after Beringer Sony Air from, from Renly Chateau. But it was right. called the Sony Air Society anyway. Yes. And I, I gave them a rundown on, on the, the, the ultimate secret of Scientology, what it's all about and what you're supposed to be able to do once you've paid them thousands and thousands of dollars to learn it. And right. uh, I mean, I ended up, people were actually laughing, laughing out loud. I said, well, that's how that they believe this is the case, you know, and... And you know, and that's the way it happens to be that you can you can levitate, you can do all sorts of stuff if right. you pay them enough money. And if you've got Tom Cruise with shiny white teeth smiling at you as well, it helps a lot as well, I guess. But um, myself, I think Scientology is utter. I better watch what I'm saying here. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But, uh, I think I think um, I can hear Tom Cruise's little tiny feet running across your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Places or belief systems like this, they should be analyzed by what they do. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that, that again, should be something we goes across much of, of life, graded on what they do. Mm -hmm. When you look at the persuasions that is incorporated within the organization, within the religion, within all, within many religions, mm -hmm. uh, the ways that it has brought people around to thinking their way. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, again, those are those are the key points. Well, inquisition. What are you doing? Sure. Um, right. Your actions speak um, volumes. It's like any of the rest yeah. of them, they, they, they speak volumes. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think they were trying to be on the right tracks that, you know, they believe in ultra dimensions and um, extraterrestrials? And I mean, they bring sort of everything in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what we're thinking. There's a lot of people that think, you know, angels. I mean, in the field of ufology and, and you know, to the ufologists, they're going to say angels are light beings. They're going to look mm -hmm. at demons as being reptilians or draconians mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. everybody's got an answer mm -hmm. for, for everything, you know from their own uh, perspectives. Do you think they were they were on the right track and it kind of went the other way? Or do you just think that they just shouldn't have? <laughs> well I, I think I think if if we if we look at the very core of it and um, the very development of it um, yeah. and and Hubbard himself. Oh yeah. Right. My God. Um crazy doesn't even come come close. Walking buying a ship and walking people off the plank. 
-hmm. because they didn't do what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think no, no, Mm -hmm. this isn't right. A lot of a lot of this is corruption of ego, Mm -hmm. and this is something that they do. This is something that Brian and I um, covered um, within the book. This is something they do. Mm-hmm. They will promise you heaven and earth. They will deliver and promise you material wealth and promises of things beyond, but very mm-hmm. rarely deliver. Mm-hmm. And, but what they will do is stroke the ego. Mm-hmm. And that is us mm-hmm. fundamentally mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. up. Right. right. We collect a lot of, uh, to do how, that as well. How many I, religions yeah. do that, though? Well, it's, it's actually interesting what Barry said right. about, Hubbard, about Ron Hubbard. Because when you go back in time with Ron Hubbard and you look at his his connections to Alistair Crowley, you look mm-hmm. at his connections to yeah. Jack Parsons, this is when and the Babylon working and all the rest of it, you wonder what was that guy up to now? The Scientologists will never ever mention this as far as they're concerned, it didn't happen, but it did. And it's documented mm-hmm. and it's known it happened. But right. They tried to bring through the goddess Babylon for reasons better known to themselves, I have to say, because I'm never entirely sure why they tried to do this. Mm -hmm. But it is reckoned that the the big, if you say, influx of UFOs started after they opened, they tried to open a doorway to bring this goddess Babylon through. And it's since then that that really, that that ufology really took off, really took Mm -hmm. off. I mean, that's that's a literal sense as well, these things fly. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they they were responsible single-handed for doing this. And the thing was, Crowley, Told Parsons, dump this guy, leave him alone, just just don't do it. But, but the thing was, Hubbard took off with Parsons' girlfriend and a whole bunch of money besides that they saved up to buy some boats, and he took off with his girlfriend. And he, he, then, then he said, well, he needed a way to, to make more money, so he invented Scientology to do it. And people are mad enough to buy into it, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't really say that, otherwise I'll be getting marked. You know, so. Right, right. Get booed us off. Um, <laughs> you don't see your show, you know why now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, um, yeah, I, I think it, you know, it, it just stems back to when you, especially when you're talking about Crowley, there's so many, um, again, theories that, that go back to everything being esoteric and magic, mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. rituals that mm-hmm. certain people in this world have been able to have access mm-hmm. to this level of, of magic. Mm-hmm. And it sort of makes you wonder how, I mean, it's not hard to control energy. We mm-hmm. are energy. The shadow mm-hmm. is energy or mm-hmm. essence mm-hmm. is energy. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that there are people like practitioners out there that this is how they're just making us all tick? Like well, yes. Step out there and... Yes, they do. I mean, Crowley, he, he was very specific about it. I mean, I'm trying to remember the exact quotation that, that he said. In, in effect, what he was saying was he could edit reality. I mean, huh. it was a fancy way of putting it, but he was editing right. reality and he said he could do it. But mm. um, I'm pretty sure that for all his bluster and, and for all his excesses, Crowley was a pretty useful magician in his own right. Okay. Yes. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was. I mean, there, yeah. there can be no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's left his mark for sure. We're well, just yeah. going to do a quick station and sponsor yeah, I, ID. I just have a quick comment before. Okay. Because we're going to lose this. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I am not going to make any comments specifically. I'm just <laughs> going to say, because I will get 
messages like crazy. Um, <laughs> with Scientology, there's a lot left to be understood because they are secretive. And I think mm -hmm. and feel that any religion, any organization, regardless of what it is, yeah. when it's secret like that, you have to ask yourself why. And when you see a lot of celebrities, elitists, and very, very wealthy people a part of it, you also have to ask yourself why. Right. And there, there's a lot of stuff that's hidden. Why are they closing people down when they leave? Some celebrities have left. They have the platform and the power to discuss it, and they're shutting mm -hmm. them down. Mm -hmm. Why? You have to ask yourself those questions. And you'll often see them revert to other religions to create a distraction. So it's mm -hmm. not just in our government. It's mm -hmm. also in our religions. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say that because... I'll get in trouble for it. I know. <laughs> well, we have, the, we, we will be the, the first one to nail me on that. But anyways, yes, let's what do a it. great, what a great night as always. Mm -hmm. uh, you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 FM radio. Tonight we have returning guests, Barry Fitzgerald and Brian Allen. We're continuing our conversation on their book, The Deception of Gods and Men. If you missed the first one, jump into archive. It's there on any platform because you can stream or listen to all of our archives on any platform that you normally use. Simply search United Public Radio and then look for The Outer Realm. A shout out and thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. We love you and we thank you so much. We are so happy. You guys are so good to us. Your continued support means so much. Shout out and huge thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and find him on Facebook and Instagram. He's dropping his clips daily so you can listen to his music. His music's phenomenal and you can learn how to purchase it from there. Also, I want to say if you are on Facebook or you are on YouTube right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button. Please show us the support. We know there are 3 million of you out there listening live at every show, but you're not on our social media. We need you there. We need that support. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we the numbers right there are there, too. but it's like, okay, where are you? <laughs> I know. Um, well, I, I, you know, I guess we have a half hour left. Gosh, I just, there's just so much I, I want there's to. There's a lot to talk about. There is. So where I'd like to jump to um, is talking about... Um, our soul, which mm. it can reach us, it can communicate with us, I mm. guess, along with everything else through our, our REM state. You know, I want to get into the pandemic dreaming. I just sort of want to get into all of that. And then I'm going to want to jump into our true identity. So however you guys want to take it, I just want to get it in there. <clears throat> I'll leave that to Barry because okay. I thought we'd pretty much covered it, you know, it's we're getting there. <laughs> um, the uh, the idea of 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 the soul being being our governance to the the psychic, um, and this is this is something that that we touched on within remote viewing. Yes. In that, when they make contact with these things, the fear was through the remote viewers, is that they're. While they're while they're while they they are, are bodiless and unable to do their thing, their psychic ability is exceptionally strong. Okay, but the distance is short. 
So that's why when they're trying to affect us, they have to be closer to us. Mm. Um, and uh, so, and their big fear was that from our perspective, while we're in this meat suit, mm. ours is weaker, but extends hundreds of thousands of miles. Right. Uh, but their fear is that we will harness both. That's right. a huge fear. Um, mm. And there's a big drive now right this moment to get people um connected back as brian was pointed out earlier about the mm -hmm. about the uh about the 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 frequencies of earth and and it, there's a drive now to get us to connect back into the collective sort of thing um, and because it's it's by doing that that we're going to be able to to deal with what's coming along um mm -hmm. and we need more people to do that uh, but the pandemic dreaming that mm -hmm. you had mentioned, uh, Michelle, um, mm -hmm. is another aspect. It was another key point of of our soul, of our shadow, and mm -hmm. um, during those particular points, and, and you know it, that is a reflection on our biology as well. And that nine to five or whatever hours people were working, um, they they went to bed they they woke up and they woke up at the sound of the alarm and um, so people were waking up to that alarm they were jolting out of sleep and they were going to work and they were doing their thing mundane back and forward back and forward mm. but within the pandemic people started to be able to work from home they mm -hmm. switched off the alarm clocks and they entered into their proper sleep cycle that mm -hmm. sleep cycle allowed the brain to cycle into <coughs> where the psychic the, the the shadow could interact and that's where we started having pandemic dreaming the human body is an absolute amazing thing it is. And, and when we get when we get people together that are all of of like-mindedness mm -hmm. our brain rhythms start to sync up mm -hmm. with the group mm -hmm. right. You know, that's something we do. It's, it's Is that like the collective thinking? Earlier, it's that mm -hmm. sympathetic resonance frequency. Right. Um, we get something from that. And, and and then we start bouncing off each other and, and the vibrations are good. And, and mm -hmm. that works wonderfully well. Right. Um, but the pandemic dreaming was, in essence, was our shadow, was our soul telling us, beware. Mm. Something is not right. And, and people were being troubled <laughs> by what was on the horizon, but they didn't yeah. know what it was. Right, right. Oh, that makes complete even, sense. Even for remote viewers, what was coming over the horizon was was hidden. It was difficult to see. That is a talent. Yeah. That is a talent on an esoteric level. Yes. That some people had the ability to hide what was coming over that horizon. So you'd have to be able to figure out how to tap into that. Yes. I, I believe that that, that yeah. can be done with proper knowledge as well. I take um, it, Barry, what Barry was talking about, there was a collective unconscious, I guess. Yeah. To, to a certain extent, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and, and, and the warning was there. You know, the warning was there, it was coming. And, right. But we just couldn't, we, we couldn't grasp. Nor is it over. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you can't grasp something of that there. magnitude. Yeah. yeah. The thing about the collective unconscious is, is that it's been known about when Helena Blavatsky, she alluded to it with her, you know, with her, with her the, the hidden masters and all the rest of it. But we've always had this. It's like you said, Barry, 
we've always had this about us since the, mm. since the first man drew breath. Yeah. When we were still Neolithic and, and we were developing and became the Homo sapiens, sapiens and, and, and what mm. we are now and, and where we're headed. And really, I think where we're headed is not into a good place, irrespective of what people think, because yeah. the planet is no longer able... We've used its resources, we're still squandering its resources. Mm. And we've got... It's so annoying because I go on radio. I sometimes phone in to, to local radio shows to annoy people because <laughs> I don't uh, believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I always know I've had a measure of success when somebody phones in to complain about me, and I guess, yeah, got them, got them, got them, got them good. Whereas, <laughs> I take a contentious subject and I'd be very contentious about it. And it mm -hmm. gives me great satisfaction to hear what comes back because it's never said for any malicious reason. It's right. to provoke a response to make people think. Mm -hmm. Because people are quite, keep quite happy to go along, not thinking, just doing their thing every single day and, and thinking their happy little thoughts, reading their newspaper and all the rest of it. But once you force them outside their, 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 in their comfort zone, mm -hmm. then that's when you start getting good responses from them. And I've picked up stuff in the criticisms of me that I've learned about. I thought, oh, I never thought of that. And that's pretty handy because it's a learning process, a two-way process. Right. I absolutely agree. Amelia, you want to jump Thank in? Thank you. Do you think, Brian, that perhaps technology has a lot to do with people not thinking? Yeah, because the thinking is done for them, basically. Yeah. It's pre what you're getting now is a pre-digested pap. And you get clowns like Musk taking over Twitter, fires half the guys, and he then tells them you can come back if you, you appear to work like slaves and, and, and work. I mean, the guy, the guy's autistic. He's actually, we know he's autistic. He said he is. But the mm -hmm. thing is, this guy used to walk in, uh, say, one of his plants or whatever, he'd walk in at 10 o'clock and wonder why the place wasn't alive with people knocking their pans and doing stuff. It's because they'd gone home to their families. Because right. that guy had and still has nothing else to do but make money and do well, stuff. Well, he's you know? repopulating the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Him, and Nick, him and Nick Cannon, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I think in regards to the to the the, the, the technology, Amelia, uh, we tend to see its corruption within paranormal investigating. Yes. Um, this, because you know we've got people running around with with these things that. Not the pen, but um, yeah. they've, they've got devices that have got flashy lights on them. Mm, going, mm. Is there anyone there? What the technology is doing is serving to lock us in the conscious brain. So we yeah. are consciously connecting to the equipment rather mm -hmm. than spiritually mm -hmm. connecting right. to the phenomena. Mm -hmm. right. so I we agree. are missing yeah. a huge amount because we're looking at this. Yeah. And we're not seeing the bigger picture, nor are we sensing the bigger picture. No. But, no. Barry, but Barry, surely... The technology is only a method of, of rationalizing what is being seen. Look, there is, look, my REM pad's flashing. God, there must be a spirit there. There must be, you know, <laughs> who knows? Or maybe uh, someone's cell phone. Or an ovulus to validate yeah. what I just yeah. felt and saw, because because mm. I will never 
my gift will never get stronger. It will never evolve if I'm relying on sure. technology. Yeah. And sometimes I get upset when there's certain groups out there that will only use technology and not a medium because mm -hmm. they feel, and to me, it just falls in with everyone else. I need mm -hmm. proof. I need proof. Well, look, I'm going to give you just a, a little instance of, of when a, a, a tri-field meter actually backed up something that I knew that, that was happening. I mentioned the Covenanters prison and Greyfriars earlier on. It was during the case that it was the same case, in point of fact. And I was in the, the, down at the bottom end of the Greyfriars. You can Google all this, by the way. You can Google Greyfriars. You can Google Covenanters okay. prison. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all there. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I was down the bottom end, and I was standing with 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 a medium called Anne Marie, and I'm standing with 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 the trifield in one hand. We'd been doing stuff, and she says, "Oh, a spirit! Oh, the spirit just passed us." Well. The trifield went vroom, vroom, up and down. It picked up something. And I said, ooh, I went, ooh, I'm up the hair. So I said, ooh, I said, that, that, that's good. And she said, here's another one, up, down. It went up and down again. So she interpreted an increase in the magnetic field as a spirit. So was hmm. it a random, just a random, I don't know, variation in the local magnetic field that the, the meter picked up and she interpreted as a spirit? Or did mm -hmm. the spirit, or was it a spirit, and was it generating its own magnetic field that, that, that the trifield picked up? I never did discover that, but that trifield meter, it, it it actually caused more questions than it answered, put it that way. Yeah, I believe that. I believe you know, that. In, in regards to uh, to the technology, technology can be useful as well. We indicated mm -hmm. before about what uh, we alluded to it in, in regards to the um, remote viewers and having this encounter in which the 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 these beings these energies were saying mm. well our our abilities are, are huge but short range where yours is 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 weaker but but very doesn't goes very very far mm -hmm. there is a technique which can, which can be used and to understand that we have to understand our, our physiology and it's known as the binding factor which is a 40 hertz signal that that is is pulsed from the thalamus over the top of the brain 40 times a second right. but that particular frequency and it's known within within uh, neurology that particular frequency can also inhibit and does inhibit the uh, the this psychic ability that we have because mm. when we're in deep sleep and think about our dreams and our on our on how we get direction from dreams when we're in deep sleep the binding factor is not active it switches off mm -hmm. we're free to go and um, mm -hmm. so there is a technique there now that that's that that, that can be used it's called cerebral magnetic stimulation and that gives a drastic rise in psychic awareness even in the lay person so amelia we can boost that <laughs> I just have to be electrocuted. This particular binding factor. When it's like that, I'm so I'm so far when you're combining the science and the <clears throat> the spirituality. I just yeah. for me it's it's I hate when I'm being shut down by someone who's just scientific. Yeah. No, you it's have because to have a, it, a good blend, I think. Yeah, and, and I, it's I think like, it's important because we've lost touch. Yeah, yes. and, it, and it's not fair to the mediums that they work with because mm -hmm. if they already have, you know, we don't always trust everything we're getting because yeah. we're so, you know, conditioned mm -hmm. to be questioned. And now, 
the, there are instances in which there there are bad mediums. And mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Really to, I really have to question what the hell are you communicating with, if anything? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to and, be afraid of what it is as well, because yeah. you have to know who and what they're communicating with. Sure, That's a sure. big one. There and was, ego there was again, has no space there. Yeah, this is something Brian and I have talked about, um, uh, along with a few others. Repeatedly. Uh, about, <laughs> about, about this guy who was predicting um, he was he was in commune with the Galactic Council, so mm. it's all there, um, mm. and uh, and there was going to be this this tsunami that was going to wipe out the uh, the west coast of Ireland and the east coast of America, mm. Mm. Um, and we're still here. Yeah, and, I, uh, apart from the heavy rain, that's about as much as we got. <laughs> we yeah, have to again. This this is this is something that Brian and I really drive back in this book is the need to understand what you're communicating mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. and test it. Mm -hmm. Because if something is out for your benefit, it will not mind a few questions for clarity. I agree. Exactly. And Very if, well if, said. If that particular interaction pisses off, forgive my English. That's um, okay. <laughs> get, the way, get the hell away from it. Cut, right. cut the cord immediately. Right. Get away from it. You don't right. need yeah. to be around that because if it lies to you once, my God, it's going to lie to you again Absolutely. and again and again. Absolutely. Absolutely. the fiber of the, the, the energy, too. I, so. I, I'm not going to name names here, but there was a guy who, I, 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 I know this guy, I've met him, and um, he's, he's eccentric, shall we say, the best way, he's eccentric. And he claims to be, in, be able to control things in the sky and, and make them dance about the sky and all the rest of it. Now, he's coming out with, with statements like, ah, yes, um, they, my friends in space, are going to come down and they're going to take three billion people off the face of the planet. And they're going, oh, shut up. Just shut <laughs> up, Clive. Because you know it's not going to happen. You know these, doom, <laughs> these doomsday predictions are ridiculous, though. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. That, to me, is <laughs> ego. Really do. It, yeah. To me, it's yes. ego. I want to be on yeah. the cover saying this i want to be and we watched sylvia brown make that tragic mistake yeah. on television mm -hmm. yeah. i think you just have to be really careful and i can tell you from experience a good medium's not going to tell you that she's yeah. good no yeah. no and, and amelia you hit you hit the nail on the head the um, the ego got corrupted that's mm -hmm. very yes. much so it happens to a lot of this them. particular phenomenon that will yeah. utilize that it's our achilles heel mm -hmm. so sad it is, mm. it is. Mm. And gosh, we're almost there, top of the hour. I can't believe it goes by so, so quick with you guys. <laughs> we're only in page six. I know. It's I know. daytime, it's it's daytime, daytime here. That's why no. it, feels, <laughs> yeah. it feels so weird because it's so early here. I know. It yeah. throws you up. So yeah. tell us what you each have coming up. And then, of course, uh, then we'll talk about, yeah, talk about the book. Who wants to go first? I'm Brian. <laughs> well, Brian. okay. Okay, what I've got coming pretty shortly. I've been asked to contribute to a documentary called Alien Skies, and um, this is is basically well, it's what it says it is. Um, but it's about occurrences that have happened here in the UK. The, the Bonnie Bridge Falkirk Triangles, one, mm -hmm. uh, Randall Randleton Forest, another, the Todd yeah. Mordmans. You know, and I've been asked, would, would I like to contribute towards that? And I've said, yeah, okay. So that is my most immediate project upcoming. But to be honest, Michelle, honest to God, my time is so taken up with the magazine and doing stuff because I'm doing this on a daily basis. I mean, 
then Philip Mantle will come along, hey, Brian, could, could you edit this book for me? I'll say, go on, Phil, have that. When do you want it? In a week's time. What? A week's time? You know, come on. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'll find a computer, a, you. Yeah. Well, uh, well and to be with Philip, I'll, I'll try and do it. But, I mean, the last time he asked me to do that, the guy, it was his first book. And he had he was taking quotes from people. It was all these flying triangles. And to be fair, the book's very interesting because these things mm -hmm. and so many people have seen them in all over the country. That mm -hmm. these things, like as a football field, they can they can, they're like going at walking pace, and suddenly kaboom, gone. Ah. Just, just <laughs> the, these things. Are the, the, but the thing is, the accounts is taking them, and he, he had he had taken them verbatim and just cut and pasted them in, in, in the text. Oh, and I've, and I'm going through the book crying, trying to sort them out. Because, I mean, because I know the subject, I understand what they're talking about, but even I'm struggling to make sense right. of what they're actually saying. And right. the, the guy himself, you know, he's, he's obviously very enthusiastic and he's enthusiastic about his subject, but he's not all that great a writer. So <laughs> you know, hope he's not listening. So, I, I doubt it, but he's not all that great. But the thing is, the, yeah. the, book, the book's fine. That's what an editor does. He, he, makes, right. he makes it readable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't seek praise for it. I just, I just do it because Phil wants me to do right. it. And I, get, and I get paid for it. But, but, yeah. that, but, that, that, yeah. but that's another story. We won't talk about but, that, though. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but that's basically what I do. I mean, I've got that thing to put from for Alien Skies. Right. I've got... Um, stuff to do for the magazine on a daily basis and if the the I mean, my new book which is that book of secrets i, I tend to think that'll be the last thing i'll ever write because i Ooh, just don't I, well I, I honestly God, i don't have the time for it i just haven't right. got the time to do it you know? right well i mean you are back on with us on january the 4th which will be mm. wednesday so yeah. yeah we've got you booked for that book the book of secrets because yeah, yeah. you mentioned yeah, that yeah, the last yeah, time so yeah. we'll, we'll have you on for that and we're looking forward to that big time. Um, and Barry, what do you have coming up? Um, well, I've been working on a project over the summer, uh, Meditation Without Distraction. Oh. And uh, oh. those videos those videos are now on YouTube. They were designed um, to, I, I ended up going into nature, which was, which was void of people. And so I had to find nice. these remote locations within Ireland that have various different um, um, things going on in them. Mm -hmm. uh, but the camera was set up and and the videos will run for for around half an hour uh and uh they're sharp quality images but the only audio is the nature i love it no, oh there's no music in the background there's nothing yeah. like that no distractions and it. there's no human voices because during meditation even if the voice is muffled in the background, if we hear it, it can bring us back out because our brain switches over to say, "What's Absolutely. that?" Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So this is this is the rawest aspect of meditation now, mm -hmm. and you can you can you can watch it on your big screen TVs, um, and uh, and do that. So it's meditation without distraction, and there's a series it. of videos out there for that to get us back to connect us. Um, so it. that drive has already started to happen there, and I have another project. Uh, it's called Sleeping Under Trees, which is in reference to um, an esoteric practice for the Middle East, uh, which believes that uh, that if you sleep near the tree, a sacred tree, you absorb its knowledge. 
Uh, mm. And um, mm. I, I'm looking into the various different spiritualities, uh, uh, spiritual natures of the various different trees within found within Ireland, from the oak to the beech to the to the uh, to the hawthorn, mm. uh, and uh, and their connection with the fairies and 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 poltergeists, mm. uh, time slips, bizarre events. Mm. Mm. That right. those are all covered within the project of sleeping under trees, which is also on YouTube, um, and uh, so. Those, I love are, it. Those, those are the things that are going there. And I'm also working on another project um, which goes beyond what we have done with with um, the Deceptions of Gods and Men. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say much more than that because it's already got me into severe trouble. Uh, <laughs> I was aware that something has happened, but he's not going yes. to say it. We'll be watching for that. I mean, yeah. but, uh, let's, let's just say um, I, I straddled into the darkness and, uh, and, and, and then I took out the flashlight and went a, a little further. Oh. Um, so that's that's going to be an interesting one. Um, and the abyss, the abyss gazes all the abyss. The abyss came right into the house. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because I've seen you go head to toe, like toe to toe mm. with an elemental in the yeah. darkness. So that doesn't well, surprise you, me. You guys have an it. open door policy on the show at all times. You have oh, something you. you want to put out there and talk about. Just drop me an email and you are on. <laughs> so we love having you on. We I have to say, it. Michelle, though, that what, what, what I mentioned earlier about, about gazing into the abyss and, and what I said about Barry there, that mm -hmm. I've gazed into the abyss. That's why I don't do it anymore. I just stopped it because I got the fright of my life. And I mean right. the fright of my life. I thought I was going to die. Mm -hmm. So See, I just that's, that's something that yeah. would be good to to address on a future show, things like that, because you have people right now who have a real healthy interest that maybe isn't so healthy. No, it's not healthy. They throw caution to the wind. They don't really yeah. know what they should do, shouldn't do, what can mm -hmm. attract things, how can you protect yourself and, you know, and repel this stuff. So if you guys would be down, I would definitely be down for bringing you back on to, to build a show around that yeah well the thing is you can't you, you you might think you're protecting yourself you're not you can't protect yourself that's why mm -hmm. i just will not i cannot and will not do it again just won't do it again I refuse to yeah i don't blame you well thank you guys uh again always so much fun so informative um i will this will air tonight of course mm -hmm. and um we will We'll be in touch. We'll let you buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have this one yet. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm a harpy with it, so everybody knows. <laughs> but it's but it's also in in the write up for the show, so yeah. <laughs> they'll be able okay. to definitely check it out. Okay. So thank you guys and have thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very evening. much as well. Thoroughly thank enjoyed you. it as usual. Thank you. Take care, folks. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Right. Well, we have definitely come to the end of another amazing show. And our guests, um, Barry Fischel and Brian Allen, were just a wealth of information. Big thank you to them. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon. Making this quick, tune in Wednesday night, Dr. Simeon Hine, who's going to be discussing Bigfoot and the phenomenon that surrounds all the sightings and so much more. Thursday night is going to welcome the return of Richard Stanley. He's going to be discussing everything HP Lovecraft. So to our friends in America, happy Thanksgiving. And to everyone else, we'll see you in chat. Have a good night.